After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we're here to talk about TV commercials tonight. Good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. It's incredible. I can't believe how long my roommate is lasting. My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. Do you remember these commercials from the 80s for something called uh, Roommate Air Fresheners? I don't. Hmm, We might have to talk about that little piece of tape we heard later on in the show. But first, let's talk about what the real show is here today. You put it together. What do we got? I saw an ad recently uh, for a movie tie-in with the movie, uh, the new Top Gun movie, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. And it made me laugh so hard because it seemed like such an incongruous pairing. Hmm. And I started thinking about that. Like, what are some incongruous pairings, particularly between like, you know, typically between like entertainment movie franchises and movies, you know, big, big blockbuster movies. And in the rush to cash in on that, that uh, those brands, what are some weird things that some of those movies and stuff have paired themselves with or sold the licensing rights to? So we're going to talk about... Uh, strange bedfellows, and then I've got a quiz for you. That's kind of a kind of a jump off from that idea. I'm trying to think what is the most odd pairing for something that would advertise but use Top Gun to do it. And I'm thinking, is it MIG fighters? Is it Russian MIG fighters? <laughs> that would be quite incongruous. <laughs> if, if they ever did, yeah. If if the, if if Putin ever decides that he wants to like do some kind of marketing campaign for uh, for the Russian military, I guess Top Gun would be the weirdest like co-branding they could come up with. You saw Top Gun, the original movie. You've seen that before, yes. right? Growing up? Yeah, of so course. So I watched it a lot growing up, but I watched it off of this cassette tape that we had, <laughs> this VHS, that we taped off of NBC, I oh, believe. Oh, no. That must have been a, it must have been a big shock for you when you finally saw it as a, like, as a full thing. First of all, I still don't think I've ever seen the sex scene. I'm not even joking. Is it good or is it pretty, like, you know, is it glancing? Because I mean, it's very... I'm going to say something that sounds bad. It's very blue, by which I mean, it's there's a lot of the color blue yeah, in it. It's that era, it's right? It's that yeah. era of where like everything... There's a lot of like flowing drapes romance and whatever, equals right? equals blue filter. Sure, right, right, right. I mean, it's sexy, I guess. Like, it, you know, it, it's kind of like the, the you know, platonic ideal of a certain kind of like 80s sex scene. Right, right. Because I don't know how much of that was cut up for what I saw. That's what I I was wondering. Like, do you actually see body parts? I assume that whatever I saw was edited for television. But I'll tell you this. I was very confused about one part in that movie that made no sense until I think maybe somebody explained it to me or maybe upon the eighth watching, I finally figured out that he gave the middle finger to... (laughs) To a MIG fighter. That's but why they don't I was thinking show about it. This. They don't show it. Then but they then refer I, to it but later. But I think it's, um, well, ironically, I think it's Goose who uses the word bird. I think maybe maybe not ironically, but aptly, because a goose is a bird is what I'm getting at there. <laughs> okay. Um, but I think thanks, he says. Thanks for, thanks for walking everyone through that. I think he might have said something about a bird, but I think maybe the first time I watched the movie, I didn't realize that bird meant middle finger. Uh-huh. I think we just said middle finger or flick off or flip off uh-huh did you say flick off or flip off i don't really want to have that debate okay um, it's not a debate i'm just curious did you say that growing up yeah i said flip did you um 
but anyway, yeah. So I think it, I later figured out. Oh, he gave the he gave the middle finger to that Russian fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, is that what we're talking about today? No. No. Um, also, uh, we have a lot. I should say a lot of jingles and voicemails. Yeah, to go I'm through. excited. I'm hoping to get through in a, in a really great email as well related to uh, inflationary prices and the astoundingly low price of fast food. Yeah. This one going back to the 90s, a campaign that still blows my mind. So somebody sent that in. Um, we should mention here um, that we were invited to be on another podcast recently. In fact, I feel a little bad. We were on this podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I forgot to mention it on the show last week. And I yeah. feel bad about well, that. Well, being, invi- being invited to be on someone else's podcast is is very strange to us. Yeah, that's true. And we're it was just it's it. so far outside of our wheelhouse that I think we just like blanked it out. <laughs> that is but true. We were generously uh, invited to be on uh, K Pod, which is a, a podcast by a friend of the show, uh, Ben Harrison. Um, and his buddy Dan Kennedy. Wait, El Farto? Are you talking uh, El Farto and yes. Machine Bolt? Yes, he, he, uh, Ben plays El Farto and um, his partner plays uh, Machine Bolt Kennedy. And it is a, um, it's a podcast about a zoo crew that's like living in the 90s and doing, they're like a morning zoo crew. And we got to come on and do play characters. It was really fun. We should say, so we were on um, the episode two weeks ago on K-Pod, and we were invited on there yeah, to give the a little episode, radio advice. If you're looking for it, the episode title is No More Mr. Nice Hosts. Right. And we were giving some advice to the boys over there on how to improve what they're doing, because I think they have a good foundation for what they're doing and um they're successful in their own right but they still have some growing to do they're so funny when they get to listing um other competing zoo crews that they're competing against in the la area (laughs) it is so funny i highly recommend going back and listening to a few episodes um, to kind of get familiar with the vibe and the the rhythm and it's a really funny parody of a very specific time in radio history it really is it's a it's a really fun show i was binging it um like a like a maniac um on my road trip recently um and it was hard it was hard to quit that um all right i wanted to um really quickly before we get into your strange bedfellows thing i i mentioned that little piece of tape we played at the very top of the show it was for roommate air fresheners it's incredible. I can't believe how long my roommate is lasting. Now, I guess I'm kind of giving, uh, I'm kind of spoiling the, the ending here because we now know that it's an air freshener, right? But I kind of stumbled on this campaign today for these air fresheners, and they all have the same fella in them. I just found this fascinating. I don't know if this will translate or not, Genevieve, but like, so it's this kind of good looking, I think like, you know, good looking guy. I'm going to say maybe in his 20s or 30s, um, who's clearly like a very eligible bachelor type of guy, okay. right? And so this first commercial that I stumbled on is probably not the first one in the series, um, which made me find it even weirder. So you just see this guy. You see a closed door from inside of an apartment, right? And the door swings open. And then you see this guy come in, drop his bags on the ground, and start talking directly to us in the camera. I can't believe it. Don't you ever quit? I've been away a long, long time. I mean, a really long time. And my roommate is still going strong. 
meet his roommate. And he's got such a, like, how would you even describe the look on his face? of Like almost a flirty, like, and my roommate is still going strong. And then we realize, oh, he's talking about roommate air fresheners by Renews It. With twice the freshening liquid, so it freshens air longer than magic mushroom. It's incredible. I can't believe how long my roommate is lasting. So I thought that was kind of weird. I also thought it was weird that when he says a really long time, it really made me wonder what the hell he's up to. Yeah. Like, like where, where, where have you been, bozo? Well, I've been away a long, long time. I mean, a really long time. <laughs> Doesn't, what, were you in a Thai prison? Yeah. Doesn't very much seem like a... Um, yeah. Did you get caught trying to smuggle some weed? <laughs> Um, so anyway, then I, I, so I saw that and then I was like, wait, is this just like, was this part of a campaign or not? And then I, uh, stumbled on this one here where he's, um, and I want to say that maybe this is the first of the series. Like he's, uh, in a bedroom. It's not, I mean, it's just weird. He's like sitting in a chair. It looks like he's sitting in a chair backwards doing that. Like I'm a teacher going to give you some real talk, like arms folded in front of him on the back of the chair. But again, talking directly to us, he's in the bedroom again, just sort of giving us this like, I think this bachelor type of vibe. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely giving like a like sexy guy. And for those, if you're trying to picture this guy, picture like clearly the casting director said, get me a Christopher Reeve type. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's got like the big hair. Broad shoulders, soap soap opera handsome. Exactly. Exactly. And he's in in this one. He just happens to be in a bedroom, and I think that that is sort of telling. But it's just like such a like plain '80s looking bedroom too, which I can't quite imagine him having this bedroom. It just looks like there's some. I mean, it sounds like he's an international drug runner. He's rarely at home. (laughs) That is true. I'm not married, but I have a roommate, a new roommate. This one's like a breath of fresh air in my life. I'll be living a long time with this roommate. <laughs> I feel like there's so much subtext here that we're like some that we're slightly missing somehow. With like this roommate. With this roommate. Like, is this are we are we meant to read the is he an eligible bachelor or a confirmed bachelor? Oh, that's interesting. I don't get that. I get like, yeah, no, I think it's supposed to be my roommate and me. Our relationship's gonna last. No, really. In fact, I wasn't thinking this before I started going down the I don't road. really think he's coded as gay. No, I don't think he is either. I think this is actually, I wonder if these aired a lot during soap operas. I could totally see that. Yeah. Um, that actually makes a lot of sense. Although, but these are just so weird. You would never air an ad like this, which is, I think, targeting men, single men. Oh, interesting. During soap operas. Well. Who are not, a, they're not a demo for that, that viewing, for that viewership. Well, let me ask you this. Is there any chance that it's not targeting men, it's targeting women, but it's almost like if it works for him, it'll be great for my family in the same way that because he is an attractive man who looks a certain way and is talking so flirtily to the camera. And it's like if I see an air freshener commercial for Febreze or whatever, and they're using as a test case a, um, you know, a teenage kid uh, with his dirty socks all over his room it's or like whatever moms, they do, yeah. it still gets the message across to me, even though I don't have any teenage kids. You know what I mean? I know. They, they're picking like the stinkiest thing, which is like, that's a thing that we can all re- we can all understand the, the yeah. symbol, what's being signaled there. This is confusing because you're right there. It does have a, a flirty vibe the way he's talking directly to the camera. He's obviously was like cast for his handsomeness. Um, there is a kind of a come hither quality to his delivery. But he I think it's aspirational for men. 
Mm. of like your apartment's probably gross. Like don't like be be more of a lady killer. Have a have an apartment that doesn't smell like a murder dungeon. I just want to find one more and see if you stand with this because there's another one where he's taking off a shirt and getting into a shower that just seems to me like this is not a commercial aimed at men at all. It seems very much for the female gaze, if you will. Let me just see if I can find this, and uh, if not, then I'll I'll give up here. I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I gotta tell you about my new roommate. This roommate gives me a fresh feeling. It's gonna last a long, long time. Meet his roommate. Like, he is taking off his shirt, he's disrobing in front of us and giving us the most come-hither look in the world. I find it hard to believe that this is aimed at men. Well, I would disagree because as he takes off, he starts clothed, Mm -hmm. his shirt is open at the collar or unbuttoned, but then as he takes the shirt off, the camera actually um, zooms in, so we never see his body. It's, I think this is aspirational for men who want to date hmm. who want to it's 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 a way it's like a cologne ad basically my roommate and me we'll be living together a long time anyway i don't know what that has to do with strange bedfellows we'll put it in the, we'll put it in the uh, uh show sheet or the group the facebook group tell us what you think yeah yeah exactly but uh for now let's get on with what we're supposed to be talking about today which is strange bedfellows <laughs> Just a natural fact, as our listeners know, my favorite line from any <laughs> 80s movie that isn't awkward at all. All right. So. Well, let's start with that campaign that really made me think of this idea in the first place. Which oh, the is MIGs? For Top Gun, yes. <laughs> um, after Russian MIGs, I think this is the most hilarious concept that you could have for a Top Gun-themed uh, advertising campaign. This is for Applebee's. Ah, uh, right after Migs. And I, it's not that I don't think people who like Top Gun would also like Applebee's. Mm-hmm. I know there's a huge overlap in that Venn diagram. It's more that I feel like the branding of Top Gun, which is like all toughness mm-hmm. and military and, um, and, and action, is so hilarious. Like just the word Applebee's to me yeah. signals like sedate, suburbia, mm-hmm. like... I guess it's a little bit like there's they want to be a little bit of a party bar and grill, but like it's Applebee's like uh, it's a byword grill and bar. It's a byword for for safe for safety, really. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's such a funny campaign. Why don't you go ahead and play this first one? It opens with a lot of like just shots from the movie and then it'll segue into some um, uh, some advertising points from Apple for Applebee's. Ooh, and Aerosmith. You're just seeing a lot of planes. <laughs> okay. So then right. they then they just okay. So you just see a lot of plane action, a lot of explosions, a lot of of, of Tom Cruise petting the nose of his airplane. He's petting the airplane, and then they intercut scenes of people celebrating and drinking in the movie with people <laughs> celebrating and drinking in Applebee's, and then somebody tips a cap 
and I guess we're supposed to interpret that as him being a veteran. Yes, you get the it's an older gentleman. You don't see the but front they of don't his cap. Shit, yeah, but you can see that he has some sort of pins on the front of his baseball cap that I, I almost guarantee you is like the type of hat somebody would be wearing at sure. the VFW. But hall. they can't show you what it actually is because I think that would be stolen valor. Yeah, maybe if that's an actor and yeah. not actually. Yeah, that is a weird matchup. Now there is one thing, and I don't know if you know this. Um, and this goes back to the original movie. Do you remember the scene where um, Iceman is like telling Maverick, I don't like you, you're dangerous, and he's sort of like snapping his teeth or whatever? Yeah. Everybody thinks he's chewing gum. He's not. That's a breadstick. <laughs> Did you know that? So in a certain way, I sort of feel like this yes. was decades was, in the making. Decades in the making. Well, um, why don't you play this next one, which is mm-hmm. a little bit more explicit. This one's for Applebee's, um, and the name of this commercial is Buzz the Bee. <laughs> what? Tower, this is Ghost Rider requesting flyby. Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. So now he's, whoa, 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 now we're whoa, whoa, inside whoa, whoa, an Applebee's. Whoa, 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 whoa. And we're meant to believe. I just got it. Buzz the bee. Yes. I literally just got it. And we're Holy inside shit. the Applebee's. We're watching a, an attractive <laughs> female bartender. Uh, she kind of looks up as the windows start rattling and the drinks start sloshing. And the what we're meant to interpret it as is Maverick is buzzing the Applebee's. So clearly, I didn't, didn't look at the show sheet before the show. I've never seen this before. <laughs> um, um, I'm literally halfway through this ad. Not even. Do I was you see why they made me laugh but, so hard? <laughs> because... I haven't seen the new movie yet. I don't, I don't pretend to know much about the about the Top Gun universe, but like I said, I did have a, a video cassette tape of it growing up. So they I, buzz I the tower, it. and they buzz the tower. That's yeah. the famous thing. But this is so funny because, like, you're right. Like, what a weird interaction between Applebee's and Maverick. <laughs> but then, and I'm that alone is sort of killing me. But then also the fact that they refer to it. Does anybody call it the bee? No. This is brand new to this me. This is brand new. Nice try, Applebee's. <laughs> so They're like, it works for KFC. Okay, I'm excited to hear if they actually refer to it as the bee in this commercial or if it's just the name of the ad behind the scenes. So, okay, backing up a little bit here, you got Maverick and he's uh, he's flying his plane. He's apparently going to get too close to the bee. Whoa! This is creating chaos. Maverick. Haven't any fun yet? Okay, and they're also just so lame. Like the the inner the, 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 the bartender go like rolls her eyes and goes, oh, Maverick. Now that is not the the kind of the ingenue from the no. um, movie, of course, no. right? Because the the woman that he is in a relationship in the new movie, because I, I listened to a podcast that was reviewing the movie, is like age appropriate, I believe, right? I think she's a woman who might have had a she was the bartender in the original uh, movie. Oh, is that right? I yeah. don't know. I. I mean, I guess that makes sense that they would have this bartender doing that, but I can't imagine that's the actress. No, this is, this is too young of a woman, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, no, like real chaos. First, you just see some uh, beers kind of rattling on the bar. And you oh, yeah. That's, that's gonna... the, the woman is Jennifer Connelly, right? Who's the his his love interest oh, in this it? movie. And that's, oh, you know, I that's for that, sure though. not Jennifer Connelly. No, no, it, no, it isn't. Um, that's, uh, but then, yeah, chaos really breaks out in the Applebee's. I mean, f- I mean, the, all the glasses he's that are hanging above. He's way too low to the deck. He's way too low to the deck. And again, like, does that make you want to go to Applebee's? It seems like, 
<laughs> this seeing, is scary. Just seeing, like, again, like at Applebee's, like you said, to set it up, like, it just is like a safe place. Now, I you and I really lean into that. I, we, we, Yeah, maybe I'm a, a, a really the most imperfect audience for this campaign because I specifically associate Applebee's just because of a, that long-running joke we have about going to the Applebee's of our mind right. as a place that you go when you don't want to feel threatened. <laughs> exactly. Really quick, I don't know if we've ever said this on the show, so really, really quick background on that. You and I went to see the movie The Ring, I believe, right, in a movie theater, and it was, I mean, it really shook us. Like, it was really terrifying, yeah. and we left the theater, and you and I, you, I think you turned to me and said, probably the only time in our relationship that you said this, you took my arm and you looked up at me lovingly and you said, we need to go to Applebee's <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because you needed to be somewhere safe and there was an Applebee's down the street. And so ever since then, if we find ourselves in any kind of perturbed state of mind, we'll say, let's just go to the Applebee's of our mind. That might mean turning on an episode of 30 Rock right. or just doing anything that is just very basic and comforting for exactly. us. But yeah, seeing like, it's just funny. It's like, okay, well, let's just show our restaurant being totally fucking destroyed. Just like <laughs> glasses literally falling from the ceiling and shattering, food going all over the yeah. place and also I think someone fell over and the cut like the the chopping of the the scenes from the movie to the scenes inside the restaurant are just so worlds apart yes. that is such a bad commercial yeah I mean it's buzz the bee let's buzz the bee <laughs> I'm changing it from let's go to the Applebee's of our mind to let's buzz the bee <laughs> let's buzz the bee yeah um, all right. So as I was looking for more campaigns and ads that uh, were sort of an incongruous pairing or a, a strange bedfellow, I came across this one for a Mazda, which came out around the same time that the Lorax uh, animated movie came out. So this is a while ago. Um, and as I was not the only person to to notice, having a car commercial, a a commercial for a uh, combustion engine gasoline powered <laughs> car is pretty bold. I forgot. You for know, a movie that is purely about environmentalism. I didn't read The Lorax growing up and I certainly didn't see this movie, but I, I forgot about that. That's right. So this whole movie is about environmentalism. And this isn't like a this isn't like an electric car or anything. Oh, no. I mean, they do. They do try to promote that they that they're an efficient, a fuel efficient car. But then they give themselves a fake award. It's like the crying monkey, <laughs> the, the coveted crying monkey award. Uh -huh. They give themselves like a Lorax inspired award. Like you'll hear it in here. It's like the name of the the fictional trees. What? We can do that. We just make up. Awards? We just make up awards and we say we won that award um, and it's from a cartoon. <laughs> Who delivers outstanding fuel efficiency without company? Compromising the joy of driving. Mazda with Sky Active Technology. And who received the only Truffle Tree seal of approval? There's no such thing. Mazda with Sky Active Technology. And who I don't know. You've only said it like a billion times. Only Mazda. Now that's obviously Danny DeVito doing technology. the voice of the Lorax. Who build Mazdas? What do you drive? Him. Are we forgetting something? See Dr. Seuss's The Lorax in theaters now. See, I think even though it is, it doesn't work for me, I think they went into this very intentionally saying we are advertising a type of fuel efficiency that is better for the environment than most cars on the market at this time. And I'm wondering, was the Lorax out before we started having so many hybrids and so many electric cars? I don't know when the Lorax came out. I think so. I'm not sure either. But it's still like it's just a bullshit. Yeah. Move. yeah and absolutely. If we didn't say so, it's the, the visuals of that ad are the car driving through a CG rendered landscape that's from the movie. Yeah. With all the pretty all the trees and the animals and everything. It's just like, 
it's just absolutely cynical yeah. and also they keep talking about sky active technology like <laughs> like that's a thing what that do you think exists. sky active technology is? well i looked it up yeah and it represents the second step in mazda's quest to develop a gasoline engine with the ideal internal combustion mechanism so that means absolutely nothing <laughs> it's the second step it's the second step to develop i mean it's like it doesn't even it has nothing they never talk about carbon What's like the third step yeah how many steps are there yeah how many st- that's a good question it's too. just a it's just a bunch of like it's just absolute i mean it's a, it's toasted right it's yeah. like it's nothing yeah yeah i wonder who that is bold you know what i love it's a quick aside then we'll move on sky active is actually spelled without an e on the end it's like one word sky active and our google doc seems to know that Ew. you spelled sky active with an e and well, google doc is like no it's sky active try, i put it all in caps because that's where i grabbed it from yeah I suspect if you put it not in caps, it no, would. no, it was not all in caps. It was red underlined with an e, and then it's like, hey, you want to remove the e from this because sky active. The word sky active does not have an e on it, according to Google. But anyway, um, do you see what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so what's up next on the list? All right. Well, this is another one for a restaurant that I think is hilariously paired with a a movie that has a strange tone for that restaurant. Um, this is for Subway, and they are partnered up with The Hunger Games. Oh, my. Now, there's some obvious crossover there, I would guess. One is hungry. One is hungry. <laughs> One wants a sandwich. Yeah, they, well, they didn't lean into that. They leaned into the how bold the hero uh, oh, no. of, of The Hunger Games is, um, Katniss. And uh-huh. so we open with all this, you know, again, all the, the footage from the real movie, which is... Very. This I think this is the Catching Fire uh, one, which I think is the second one okay, in this yeah. in the series. She's got a dress. Um, so she's, she spins and she, it catches fire. That's a thing that happens in one of the movies. Okay. Um, not this one. And but, books. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but this one, she's she's already a celebrity. She's won the Hunger Games the first time, and she goes to these like impoverished districts and. We see all the footage of we see this footage of her, you know, sort of connecting with the people. Cut to, you know, she's making a bold move. Why don't you get a bold sandwich? Bold can be standing up for what you believe in. <laughs> bold can be testing your limits and defying all odds. And now, bold can be found at Subway. Fiery footlongs are revolutionary. I saw the dress taste. on fire. Sizzling subs like the new Sriracha Chicken Melt. Drizzled in our own signature Sriracha. Made with a select blend of chili peppers for our boldest flavor yet. Get yours and get to theaters November 22nd for The Hunger Games Catching Fire. Subway. Be bold. Eat fresh. So for me, it's just a really funny pairing of like a movie about a dystopic future in which the 90% are, you know, starved and enslaved so that the 10% can live in luxury. And then it's just like, yeah, Subway, get there. Get the extra meat. <laughs> get the double meat at Subway. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so since we're on food, let's talk about cereals because breakfast cereals have always been a rich vein of uh, product tie-ins. You know, like there's so many kids movies especially that have made uh made cereals there's one cereal that i could not find a commercial for that i i know it exists but i i just couldn't find an ad for it so maybe they never made an actual television commercial for it that i so wish i could have found which is um they made a robin hood prince of thieves themed cereal do you that, that was a that was a live action movie with um 
Kevin Costner. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. The box is hilarious. It's like a sort of a a colored pencil drawing of the Kevin Costner character. And it's just called Prince of Thieves Serial. And the little serial bits are meant to look like, I guess, arrows. But they just look like little dongs. <laughs> and though any, first of all, that's so weird because that's not a kid's, that wasn't that's what I'm saying. kids, right? Not really. But also, I did sort I mean, of forget I think forget a lot of that. kids did see it. It was a huge hit. We did not have, um, we didn't eat a lot of sugar cereal in our house, but I remember being way into the Batman movie, so I was allowed to buy like one box of Batman cereal. Oh yeah, we're gonna get something. to the Batman cereal. Oh really? Yeah. Oh great. I wish I still saved that box. It'd probably be worth nothing, but um, I think when they decided to make these cereals that were specific to a movie, it was always the same thing, like little sugared corn poultry thing you know like little shapes right like yeah. little bat symbols i bet the the little dong arrows were the same exact thing as the little bat symbols yeah they probably like tweaked the thing that extrudes it and like yeah. made it slightly different yeah. but yeah um so oh, yeah you're looking That's at the picture i'm looking of at the... the pictures of the prince of thieves cereal boxes oh right now i love it so so everyone made a cereal and this is just like a very small sampling of the cereals but i liked the di- dialogue in some of these ads this is for kellogg's c3po's which is a great name for a cereal by the way i think they should still make this um and you have um r2d2 and 3po uh advertising this cereal for on behalf of star wars now it's here the excitement the adventure of a new force at breakfast we'll call them c3po's new c3po cereal from kellogg's twin rings phase together for two crunches and every double o a delicious part of this nutritious breakfast now you can experience the taste of kellogg's c3po's a crunchy new force at breakfast may the force be with you so it's like two cheerios sort of stuck together so there's two loops yeah which doesn't make any sense they describe it as if it's somehow relevant to the the plot or the shapes of something in star wars but it's not it's there should be little x's for x-wing oh well they're they're c3po's, they're C-3PO's. Like, but then if that's it, there should be three o's then yeah i don't know yeah they there, just they're just like i don't know that like they should be p's and o's like you said they should be three p's and o's um, but like they said, like you said, they just took the extruding serial extruding mm-hmm. machine and like made a, a minor tweak to it. It could have been little robots or androids or whatever. It could have been. Yeah, maybe that's too complicated. It could have been just C's, threes, P's and O's. It doesn't matter what they make it. It can look like a lump of it can just look like a lump. And then they just tell you, oh, this is the shape of a robot. Right. Because Whereas that's this what one they didn't even is. try, though. They're just like, it's two loops. It's two loops. Yeah. Um, here's one that, um, for E.T., um, and this one I like, it's basically the bicycle scene from E.T., except it's not any of the real actors. Oh. And they Kids bike, in the suburbs It's in just the kids 80s. in the suburbs on their bikes, and they're biking up to where the, sh- the spaceship lands at the end. But instead of the spaceship landing, a giant box of cereal descends onto the landing pad. <laughs> they're in the woods. Now they're seeing all these lights. It's descending. Oh, it's a giant E-T cereal box. New E.T. cereal made with E.T.'s favorite flavors. <laughs> made with E.T.'s Chocolate favorite flavors. Chocolate and real flavors. peanut butter. Shaped like E.T.'s and peas. Wait. Good. Mm. New E.T. cereal 
a glowing part of this good breakfast. This one is different. I, I, re, I think I remember that. Now. He said it's chocolate and peanut butter, and I do remember that, I And in think. fairness, those were the only flavors that we have any evidence that, that E.T. likes. E.T. likes. So yeah. I, I say they, that's not a strange what, bedfellow. I argue that that is a good bedfellow. All right. Well, that's they did a good job. And to your point earlier, they fully went for it, and they made it E's and T's as the shape yes. of the cereal. Yeah. Um, hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I like that one. I like it too. I don't necessarily think all of these are terrible ideas, but I just think some of them are so. It's so that one I just liked because of the descending cereal mm-hmm. box spaceship. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the Batman cereal that you mentioned. I'll earlier. bet you I'll remember. I haven't seen this commercial since my youth, but I'll bet I'll remember this. And this is, of course, from 1989's Batman, Tim Burton's Batman, um, and I just love the opening line of this. The adventure continues now with Batman. The cereal. And nothing can slow him down. Nothing can stop him from bringing it to you. It's here. A smashing taste. A honey nut flavored part of your complete breakfast. Batman cereal. That's not James Earl Jones, is it? Is that a James Earl Jones alike? It sure sounds like him. That might be him. It might be him. That's, I don't know. That's some gravitas. I mean, he's done a lot of voiceover work. Yeah, he has. Um, I feel like that does a better job of integrating the scenes from the movie with little shots of the box. But a maybe I'm bit. just in the bag for this. I know. I think it is a little bit better. But I just think that the adventure continues now with Batman the serial yeah. is amazing. Yeah, because they figured out ways to sell everything Batman related, yes. right? I mean, and that was the thing. Like, this is one of the most uh, licensed movies in mm-hmm. history. Like, there was everything Batman. People were getting the bat symbol shaved in the back of their heads. By the way, I was wrong about the uh, Prince of Thieves cereal, by the way. Apparently, it's fruity with little sprinkles on it. So, like, the Batman cereal, I believe, was just, like, again, like, sugared corn nugs yeah. or something like that. Um, okay, and what about this Frosted Flakes one here? This one was for Indiana Jones, which they released in uh, tandem with, I believe, the the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, that terrible oh, abortion. Oh, the fourth one? But all of the visu- visuals from this are from the better and more popular Indiana Jones movies, oh. like, with the big boulder rolling down. And what you have is... Tony the Tiger dressed as Indiana Jones. Oh, I like that. Acting, I see that. You know, going through the swinging out of the way of the rolling boulder, grabbing mm-hmm. something from the, um, you know, the pedestal that's about to sink into the ground. Um, and I think he has a kid with him. That was close. If what you seek oh. is this delicious part of a complete breakfast, first you might want a spoon. You can find one of three Indiana Jones spoons <laughs> in specialty marked boxes while supplies last. It's time to eat. So, so there's special little spoons that come in some of the boxes. Some special light up spoons where if you grab the, the handle, the spoon, the bowl of the spoon lights up. How much do you think I could buy one of those spoons for on eBay? $25. Let's see here. Um... I, I'm going to put it at 10. Well, I can buy a whole box. No, just the box itself. No spoon. You can. Wow, that's right. People collect cereal boxes, don't they? You yeah. can just get the collapsed box for $25. So and it spoon, doesn't even have the spoon so in it. So the spoon it. seems like maybe it would be more. Wow. Here's the here's just the spoon. Just the spoon. <gasps> no. 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 That's... Somebody has it listed for $1,200. That cannot be the real. I mean, it's that not cannot be going. its real I value. Mean, 
Is this one of those things where buy now for a thousand? <laughs> if yeah, so, right. I'm about to buy it. My goodness, I think I've I think I seriously underestimated the value um, that people are putting on these collector's items related to uh, related to cereal boxes. Because I did used to work with a fellow who collected cereal boxes. Well, and we are in this weird era where like everything collectible is like wait an insane value. No, here we go. You can buy two of them for seven dollars, oh, okay. and the the money goes you, to charity. It says. I bet you that the person who listed it for twelve hundred dollars was told by their partner or parent that they had to sell it, and they were like, "Great, I'll list it on eBay." <laughs> it's listed. <laughs> I listed it. I Get don't... off my back, <laughs> mom! <laughs> trying to watch my shows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I won't so do somewhere this between seven dollars and twelve hundred dollars <laughs> lies the value oh of a light God. up Kellogg's Indiana Jones theme spoon. By the way, this seller has a one hundred percent positive feedback. By the, the way, the twelve hundred dollar one. Yeah, exactly. Then how many? How many? Li- how many feedbacks? This person just is five. This person is selling um like um old action figures of baseball stars. There's a Barry Bonds action figure in the. In the uh, packaging, I can get for seventeen dollars a Sammy Sosa. Um, looks like an A Rod is in here. A Mark McGuire. It's just a all the hit, all the heavy hitters. <laughs> yeah, you can also just buy steroids yeah. off this person for twelve hundred dollars. Exactly. Okay, I'm sorry. This, I is, on... this is this guy's monument to steroid <laughs> abuse. <laughs> it's the steroid series, and we have one more on the list here, Genevieve. Yeah. So this one actually. Is I wouldn't describe it as a strange bedfellows because it's really just marketing for the movie, although I do think it's a hilarious concept. But as I was looking for examples, I came across um, a Freddy Krueger water pistol, uh-huh. which I just thought was funny because, like, of all the ways Freddy Krueger kills people, like water pistols, like, <laughs> not even remotely on the list, uh-huh. or like, you know, firearm isn't on the list. Uh-huh. But as I was, I couldn't find the ad for that, but I found this Freddy Krueger hotlines 900 number. This was from the era of there being all kinds of 900 numbers where yeah. you would call and celebrities would just like, I guess, pre-tape a bunch of things that you could hear them say. Yeah. And this Freddy Krueger hotline is hilarious. You asked me before the show if I remembered this and I said no. Um, but then I uh, clicked on it later on in the day, and I got to say there are parts of this that do ring a bell. I think I remember bell. a little yeah. bit of this, yeah. And and that that franchise went on for so long yeah. that it could have been linked to any. They could have just kept kept it rolling. And yeah, Robert England's performance didn't really change that much. And of course, and it's really him, I think, in this ad. But I mean, he did a lot of work as Freddy Krueger. Once again, foolish friends, Freddy Krueger is on your phone. Why do I have to be foolish? I guess just for even engaging with him. I guess. It never, it never pans again, out. foolish friends, Freddy Krueger is on your phone. Dial this number now. I've got some tales to tell. Freddy's favorite bedtime stories. <laughs> Dead time stories. <laughs> Dead time. Brand new. Straight from my boiler room to your home. Like he says bedtime like, I, did they originally just write dead times where they're like, maybe people won't get it. We have to really hammer it home. So he says bedtime. Then he corrects himself with dead time, like the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, except the Crypt Keeper would never. N- would, he would just give it he to you. He would just give it to you straight. You know what? I've said this I've said this many times before. The Crypt Keeper trusts his audience. That's what it's, we say that, that all the time. The way the Freddy Krueger hotline does not. I've got some tales to tell. Freddy's favorite bedtime stories. <laughs> Dead time stories. All brand new and straight from my boiler room to your home. It's Freddy Krueger. 
monitor on your phone. So dial this number now if you dare. Tell them Freddy sent you. $2 the first minute, 45 cents each additional minute. Oh, Children, that... get your parents' permission before you dial. Sure, sure, what sure. What parent would allow their child to call that number? I mean, maybe with supervision. Maybe you all do it on speakerphone together. I mean, I guess with supervision. It's a fun family activity. <laughs> I guess, too. Like, I mean, of course, as an adult, I've seen the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, and they're just nothing but silliness. There's nothing mm-hmm. remotely scary about them. But as a kid... I actually wasn't allowed to watch them and and they were held up as like it wasn't branded or sold really as ironic or silly horror. It was I mean, yes, there were jokes and all the dumb puns and everything, but like it was mostly marketed as just adult horror. So do you want to know what happens when you call the hotline? Because I just looked it up here and I'm on 80shorror.net. With the Kruger hotline, callers could dial in for the low, low value of just $2 (laughs) for the first minute and be confronted with Freddy Kruger himself. The caller would then be granted several trivia questions, which range from moderately to extremely difficult, in order to rack up points and take the top spot of high score. I guess so. So interactive. They don't even bother to tell you that. No. It's actually more cool than the thing that they advertised. It says, of course, this meant by the time you were um, given enough trivia questions to score high enough, you probably yes. would have invested several hundred dollars. So that's how, because they, they got to keep you on the line. Yes. So if you are being challenged and feeling yeah. like you're being successful, wow, that's really amazing. That is, I've never, I mean. That's kind of brilliant. You won't be surprised to hear I've never called any kind of 900 <laughs> number before. I was tempted to call this like, do 900 numbers still exist? Like, if I were to just call this right now just on my phone just to kind of see what would happen, is there a chance that I'd be charged? What, I'll be charged $2? I don't want to pay $2 to find out if the Freddy Krueger hotline is still operational. And chances are 909 Fred is now just something filthy anyway. <laughs> one 909 fred That, that is, is what the, the number was. That is the number to call. Yeah. Um, all right, you want to do a quiz? Yes. All right. So this is sort of a quiz. This was these were things. These are tie-ins, product tie-ins that um, I kind of discovered as I was doing my research today, but that unfortunately didn't have actual commercials associated with them. Um, but some of them were so funny that I had to I had to do a quiz about them. So what I'm going to do is ask you a question. I'm going to give you a, a multiple choice here, and one of them uh, is true. Three of them are made up. So you ready? Okay. Yep. Get my bell ready. I don't have a I don't have a bad sound. Oh, well, I'm not going to get anything wrong. That's the TBTL sound machine. We're not allowed to use that on this show. I think it's got a thumbs down if you're looking for the uh oh one. Yeah. All right. Go. There we go. Um, okay. So, Seven um, Eleven ran a promotion for one of their products based on which action adventure movie franchise? Was it? National Treasure branded red, white, and blue Patriot Slurpee. A Sherlock Holmes campaign called Go Get a Clue and Go Get a Taquito. A limited time offering Avengers branded shawarma. Or Fast and Furious, Fast Five for Five, Get Five 7-Eleven Hot Dogs for $5. I'm going to say the National Treasure Slurpee. No. Okay, then I'm going to go. I, I didn't actually say that. I was just working it out with my team. Uh, I'll go with the hot dog one. Then it's got to be the hot dog one. No, really? What was it? It is 
Sherlock Holmes campaign called Go Get a Clue and Go Get a Go-Go Taquito. Wow, that was near the end. I, that might have been my very last one, I would <laughs> I know, have guessed. The worst wow. One. <laughs> wow. People made a lot of fun of it. The, camp, the posters were hilarious. Because not that everything has to, um, clearly I'm not staying in my lane this show, but like the connection between Taquitos and Sherlock Holmes is just far. seems worlds apart because the brand, culturally. Yes, because this is the, of course, the Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law, um, Sherlock Holmes, and it's very, you know, sort of steampunk and London and gray and, you know, 7-Eleven Taquitos. It's just, and also in just a like, million years, it's so far from And again, Sherlock doing. Holmes is English and yeah. a taquito is, you know, I don't, th- I don't think it's a traditional Mexican food, the taquito. But it's more Mexican right, than English. Exactly. Exactly. It's just such a weird, like it should be <laughs> boiled meat. I thought you were going to get it just because go get a clue and go get a taquito. It seems like it seems so bad. Right. I thought that you were like making up ridiculous stuff. All right. Here's another one. Uh, these are all I would say you you should you should err on the side of the ridiculous. That's mm. my one clue to you is like if it seems ridiculous, it's probably the right answer. Um, Mattel marketed a toy tie-in for a popular children's movie series that caused an outcry. Was it A, a Toy Story branded Buzz Lightyear helmet that sealed too tightly and created a risk of suffocation? Hmm. A Night at the Museum themed action figure that appeared to depict the character played by white actor Owen Wilson in brownface? An Incredibles branded invisibility cloak based on the character of Violet, whose power is invisibility, that was marketed towards girls and criticized for sending an anti-feminist message or a vibrating Harry Potter branded broomstick that was too much like a sex toy for kids. Broomstick. There. They had to pull it from the shelves Uh because they were selling vibrators to kids. Because kids were putting vibrating things between their legs. (laughs) Yes, that's right. (laughs) Interesting. All right. Um, okay, this next one is improbably Nintendo DS made a game based on what popular teen movie? And before I say the answers, let me tell you, I made up a wrong answer to this, and then just to be sure, I I Googled it, and one of my one of my made up answers was a real Nintendo DS. So game. are there two answers here? No, I I okay. left the re- I I only found I only made up three fake ones. Okay, or I included three fake ones. Um, so this is a video game based on a teenage movie. Yeah. Okay, so far, that seems like a good pairing. Teenagers like video games and movies. Yeah, but these are sort of like teen movies that that aren't like... Oh, it's not like Teenage Mutant Ninja no, Turtles. No, they're not. They're like teen... It's like Say Anything. Teen soap opera movies. Okay. Yeah, teen, teen drama movies. My answer is Say Anything. It's not Say Anything. Okay. Um, a, Mean Girls, in which a player competes to become prom queen as oh. a new student at a clicky high school. Oh, that would be missing the point of the movie. It would be. Um, B, American Pie, in which a player must accrue stud or studette points by seducing various characters. 13, Going on 30, in which a player must look for clues to reverse the spell that has turned them from an adolescent to an adult. Oh, that seems reasonable. Or Election, in which a player can either play as Tracy Flick or Mr. McAllister, either trying to win the school election or prevent Tracy from winning the school election. Ooh, that sounds fun. <laughs> I play that one. That's good. <laughs> uh, the only one that sounds really off to me is like that first one. What was the first one again? Uh, mean Girls, in which a player competes to become prom queen as a new student at a clicky high school. Yeah, I think it would be that one because it seriously misses the point of that movie, right? So that's my answer. 
Nice. That's the one. It completely misses the point of the movie. Tracy Flick, that would be really fun to play the character who, or to play the, the, the yeah. principal who's trying to shut down I know. a student. But wouldn't it, it would be so funny to make a movie based on a, um, who, what's the director of that movie? Alexander, um, gosh. Not Payne. I think it's Payne. Is yeah. it Payne? Okay. Yeah. And I didn't you know, know that Alexander Payne directed that movie. I'm fairly sure oh, he did. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's a very sophisticated, I mean, yes, it's a teen movie, but it's like not it's not just a romp, like it's right, a sophisticated right. satire. We don't have to go down this line, but I think I get him confused. He's not the person who made Nebraska, is he? Because I think there are two. Think is that, that the might, same person? That might be right. Oh, I interesting. Remember. Okay, okay. Um, all right, two more. Um, Kenner Toys made a set of kid-friendly action figures based on what very adult sci-fi horror classic? A, David Cronenberg's Scanners. B, Ridley Scott's Alien. Mm-hmm. C, Paul W.S. Anderson's Event Horizon. Mm. Or D, Brett Leonard's The Lawnmower Man. That would be something. That would be something. But I think it's um, it's got to be Alien, right? Yes. Because, I mean, listen, this is where I get... Because I feel like there were other movies when I was a kid. Like, Alien was a cultural phenomenon, right? Yeah. Like, it's a well-regarded movie, but like... I feel like there were other toys that people played with that must Eventually, Alien and Aliens and the franchise became so popular Mm -hmm. and so part of... And also, two things happened at the same time or or, or in in concert. One, Alien and Aliens, the whole Aliens franchise, became a big part of our cultural lexicon and became Mm -hmm. so, like, and became more accessible to people or more, you know, like, you got to nuke it from space. Like, it became part of the, it became meme, meme Mm memefied, basically. And at the same time, there became a real market for adults buying action figures. There's a whole, there's a really funny SNL parody about, uh, actually, actually a pretty good commercial parody where they're they're marketing the the new Star Wars action figures to kids, and then these adult nerds yeah, keep I think like barging into the, the frame yeah. and saying like, or you could leave it in its box and yeah. put it on a shelf. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so I think that's a. But this was this Kenner one was made long before it was for Alien. Keep in mind, not mm-hmm. Aliens. Bef- I mean, Alien was released as a as an adult sci fi. It's an R rated movie. Like, um, it was. A very strange thing to have a movie that probably no children had seen to have an action figure associated right, with right, it. Right, right, right. I'm trying to. I'm, it's it's driving me bananas. I'm trying to think like there were no. There must have been a Rambo action figures, right? But I wonder what. I don't know what Rambo was rated, and I certainly don't think there would be any action figures from the first movie, First Blood. That would be weird. There are action figures for Rambo, um, but like the later movies, which were probably PG, because yeah. some of those would have predated PG thirteen, I think. So you just had this era of PG movies that were pretty violent and raw, but like didn't I guess show they're not boobs. R, yeah, yeah right. right. And, like didn't they didn't cross some arbitrary threshold that made them R rated? I know. And that, I mean, I know that I'm not trying to do my best Lenny Bruce here, but it is funny how <laughs> the rating system was based more on like, well, boobs will damage children's yes. brains. But no, let's just watch this person just like blow up an entire village yeah. and mean, kill people. We see it all the time. Like, yeah. it's, I mean, we, we're, we're in the constant hangover of that. We're still experiencing it. It's yeah, not even a course. hangover. Yeah. All right. Last question. And this one's a little bit different. Three of these answers are real. One of them is fake. Which of these Avengers brand, Avengers branded products was not a real marketing ploy? 
Was it the Thor-themed dumbbell-shaped alarm clock? The Thanos-branded snap-activated desk lamp? Hulk- Wait, what kind of a, a desk lamp was it? Thanos-branded. Oh, Than- oh, right, because time is ticking with Thanos, right? Well, and he, you know... Yeah, snaps, snaps his fingers, his right? his fingers, and the light goes on, light goes off. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, lamp. Sorry, I was picturing a clock. Well, Ooh. the first Ooh. one was a clock. Okay, gotcha. That's what happened. I'm really tired. My brain just got scrambled there. Okay. okay. Bar, bar, or dumbbell clock. Dumbbell-shaped alarm clock. And then, uh, and then, okay, activated light. Okay, I like that. Okay, yeah. Hulk-branded cologne called Smash. Okay. Or Mr. Potato Head dressed as Ant-Man. I'm going to say the cologne is... Oh, yeah, because they're all real except for one. I'm going to say the cologne is made up. No, the clone is not made up. She's reaching for the thingy. Um, then I'm going to... Is the lamp made up? Oh, that sounds like the best one. <laughs> Even though I kind of messed that up in my head, I kept picturing that as my brain was still on clock. But um, I love that. You snap your snap on, snap off the snapper. I think that would be great for that'd a desk lamp. That would be wonderful, yeah. Kind of lamp. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Take, take a note, Marvel. Yeah, exactly. I have a feeling that that toy is... Inevitable. <laughs> Look, you made a reference. Hey. While I was queuing up music. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. How did I do on that quiz? I think I you got did, most of them. You right. did. You got three out of five. Nice. Okay. Sounds good. What do I get? Um, the satisfaction of a job well done. Oh, speaking of, we have an announcement on prizes coming up in a little bit. But first, let's read a couple of emails and hear from some voicemails here. I got this note from Nate in Tacoma. We recently did a show about uh, inflation, and, and we were talking in that show about how cheap fast food is and how fast food always is yeah. compared to the other prices at the, uh, of the time. And um, got Nate here saying that it reminded him of this 1990s McDonald's campaign for 29 cent hamburgers and 39 cent cheeseburgers. I'd like to point out again, this was not the 1920s. This was the 1990s. I vaguely remember this. Yeah, really, I had no recollection. Of it was this aston- at all. It was astonishing at the time, even. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see here. Nate says I was 10 years old at the time, which was probably the last year in which eating fast food was number one in my pleasure rankings. <laughs> I remember spending the night over at a friend's house who happened to have seven siblings all homeschooled his dad drove the 12 passenger van through the drive so think about that so that family assuming that there's two parents that's a nine person family Was he saying it like uh the house of the lady who wrote educated right yes exactly this is those vibes um his dad drove the 12 passenger van through the drive-through and passed bag after bag after bag of hockey pucked sized burgers into the back seat no french fries no sodas just burgers and water and ketchup Lots of ketchup. My friend showed me how to. That is grim. Yes, my friend showed me how to dip the burger into the ketchup like a big flat chicken nugget. I don't remember how many we ate, but we stuffed ourselves and had bags of burgers left over, which we then put in the refrigerator for lunch the next day. It was glorious. I thought that was going to end a different way. Yeah. First of all, because I thought, wow, this is a family that has a lot of kids and is broke, yeah. you know, relatively broke because of that. And so, therefore, they need to like, scrimp and save a little bit. But, no, they got plenty of burgers for the next day as well, and everybody was really full. So why not just ease up on some of the burgers and get some of the fries and soda that makes a fast food meal 
fun. Like dr- I'm sure the fries were still like two dollars or whatever. Oh right, of course, because the promotion is just on the burgers. Yeah, I mean, Doy. And, and they make the promotion because they assume most people are not, yeah. you know, flat earth or preppers or whatever. Right. No offense. Um, to your friend's family and yeah. that they're coming there and that the, it's a loss leader. But the trick right. with the loss leader is you they can only get you right. if you buy other stuff. Yes, of course. I'm sorry. That's an obvious, that's that's the whole point of the story and I, that was lost on me for a moment. Um, okay, so here's the commercial that Nate remembers from the time and this is for, the this is the original 29 cent hamburgers, 39 cent cheeseburgers. Um, when, you, when you break it down, that's an extraordinary percentage of, of money that goes just towards cheese. It is, yeah. I mean, again, right? keep in mind, it's a yeah. loss leader. Yeah. Um, now, in this commercial, we see uh, presumably a couple, uh, and they're sitting on a pier somewhere, and they're, they're I love this 90s kind of, um, f- for some reason, almost fisheye lens. Yes. This guy's kind of leaning into it. And uh, the woman is crying, and she's inconsolable and he is trying to cheer her up and he's trying to kind of defend himself i treat you right don't i i always do what you want to do like remember last sunday when you wanted to go to mcdonald's for 39 cent cheeseburgers i took you right what about wednesday for 29 cent hamburgers huh it's not you what's wrong it's thursday Now at McDonald's, you can get 39-cent cheeseburgers every Sunday and 29-cent hamburgers every Wednesday. Did somebody say McDonald's? I forgot about that tagline. Did somebody say McDonald's? <laughs> that also feels very 90s to me. Really Maybe does. just because it is, but there's something should, more to it. Like, we should look. We should do some kind of quiz or game with all of the McDonald's taglines over the years. Oh, yeah. And try to like guess what year yeah, they Yeah, that's actually from. great. It also rings a bell. Did we do that already? <laughs> that, that's been our real mo this year. Is like repeating a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You I do, did. You do something long enough, you're you're gonna forget what you did at the beginning. Did we ever acknowledge that I put together a show a few weeks back, maybe a couple of months ago now? That was literally the same topic as we had done in 2015, and you and I just didn't realize until after. Oh, it was um, the, whisper the whispering show. one. Yeah, yeah, I even. But said, it was a different kind of whisper. Well, it's what's funny about it is that. Because I did say as we were doing it, like, this feels familiar as a concept. And I went back and looked, and we did. We had a show called um, Whisper Campaigns, which was the obvious title for that. And then we called this most recent one um, Hush Money. Oh, right. But the weird thing is there are enough commercials that have whispering in in the dialogue that... Almost, I with almost without exception, maybe there was one overlap. There was almost no ads in... When, that was that were in one show and in the other and in both shows. Because and I think that also speaks to well what we were trying to accomplish and the fact that we produced them individually. Because yeah. I think your whisper campaign show was focused more on like slogans like zoom zoom. Yeah. And those types of things where mine was just like about characters actually like right. telling secrets and we just had different approaches to it. I think that's true. Um, and I think hands down mine was better. Um, <laughs> this next commercial was uh, also sent in by Nate. He said he doesn't remember this particular ad. I will notice this must have been maybe a little bit later because the prices have jumped up. This is now 39 cent hamburgers and 49 cent cheeseburgers. So, you know, you got to be rich. Guess what? From January 1st to the 15th, you're invited to help McDonald's celebrate New Year's with 39-cent hamburgers. 39 cents. Can you believe it? So come into McDonald's New Year's celebration for a delicious, hot-off-the-grill hamburger for just 39 cents. Well, 
Women 84 at McDonald's from January 1st to January 15th. Boy, what a great way to start the year. Let me tell you about what you're seeing there, because it's, it's a very simple campaign. I don't have any qualms with it, but it's kind of interesting. Like, it's just a young woman who kind of has, um, she's standing out in the snow, very fake looking snow, kind of yeah. piling up behind her outside of a McDonald's. And that celebratory sound you hear is every now and then some customers will come up and they'll open the McDonald's door and you hear the sound of celebrating because everybody's so excited about the new year and the cheap food at McDonald's, right? And she's just kind of like looking over her shoulder every now and then and smiling at the people going into the restaurant. It's a very... And I, she's an employee. And she, Oh yeah, I should mention she's an employee. She's kind of wearing like a McDonald's hat, but then she's kind of draped in like a shawl or, or a coat over her shoulders or something. Um, I don't know why. It's just a, it's a um, very McDonald's straightforward campaign. McDonald's should bring that concept back. I mean, people are stressed about prices right now. Like if McDonald's came out with like, we're going to, you know, like we're going to remember the last whatever the whatever the, a cheeseburger cost when the 2008 recession started. That's what they should charge for it now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you remember last week on the show, we were talking about a series of commercials, a campaign from the University of Chicago uh, Medicine? Yes, of course. The, the really, uh, really sort of real ones. Yeah, yeah, you see a bunch of scenes inside of hospitals of... Um, you don't hear exactly what's going on, but there are these scenes that you can imagine, and they're absolutely heartbreaking, like the worst moments you can imagine in hospitals. You can tell that people are receiving bad news and breaking down emotionally. You see a woman fall to her knees at one point. It's really cinematically produced, and it seems like a pretty, um, probably a, you know, it's just it's a hell of a production, you know, there, there's nothing cheap about it. At one point you see a doctor like leave a presumably a, um, a, you know, a surgery and like slam his fist into a wall in a moment of like when he, he thinks nobody's watching. Like it's just very, very real. And the person who sent it in, Heather, was thought it was a little bit too much, a little bit over the top. And also seeing it in heavy rotation in Chicago, it was just like affecting i think heather's you know mental health a little bit right yeah um and you and i talked about it it was hard to deny that it's a very powerful campaign um but we got a voicemail from somebody who works in a hospital who wanted to weigh in on this hi andrew and genevieve it's maggie and i live outside of philadelphia um I was listening to the newest episode and you were talking about the hospital ad and I have to say, um, I'm really excited that they did that ad. Uh, I work as a hospital chaplain, and I have been there for most of those moments in one way or another. And um, I lead a team of volunteers who do the same. And I'm not certain our hospital would be brave enough to run that ad, but I wish there was more of a conversation in our world, in our culture, about pain and about death and not in a smarmy way, in a real way, although I totally agree that this should be used sparingly, this commercial, because if people are annoyed by it and tuning it out, it only adds to all of the ways that we're averse to those moments. Um, and I think the hospital staff need to see the other half, need to be reminded of the moments that are helpful and the moments in what they're doing is good and leads to better quality of life for people. And because um, those moments are there too. I mean, it really is. Um, it, I'm so grateful that they showed the spectrum of what it's like to be in a 
a hospital, especially one with a span of types of care, um, I'm grateful that we're not a pediatric hospital and we're not particularly an oncology hospital um, because that would be rough. Anyway, thank you for highlighting that commercial, and I appreciated your um, reactions to it because I share them. And uh, grateful for the show, and um, thanks so much. Bye. Yeah, that's a good perspective there from Maggie. It really, it really is, and it's it's so interesting to hear how that commercial strikes someone who is a, within the hospital system. And I actually don't doubt that most hospital employees, whether be they healthcare providers, administrators, chaplains, volunteers, whatever, like people who are within that system, I bet will see themselves in these ads. And that's a great thing. Like it's good to have that, but it is also worth thinking about like what were the marketers um intentions and are they is is an ad like that is it starting a good conversation in the way that maggie was describing where we're a little bit more open and more open to the idea of talking about the realities of sickness and and death and and care and and healing um is that message something that an a, a lay audience is prepared to engage with in this way and i agree like this, the using it sparingly thing, I think, because it's very powerful stuff, but it's like really potent in a way that uh, could could misfire. Yeah, and I should just mention here for folks who didn't hear or don't remember um, the commercial as we played it last week, the pitch, the pivot point is that sickness is relentless, so are we. Yeah, that's the tagline. So you see all of these images, and you're you may be thinking, well, wait, how does that how is that selling a hospital? Well, service? yeah, it lionizes and then, the providers, right? And then sure. and then it turns around and yeah. says, the sickness will not stop, and we won't stop either. And you see all of the the footage of brave healthcare workers who are doing everything they can, working around the clock to be there for people to help fight the disease and all that stuff. And how does that strike the ear of a person who is sick or has a sick family member versus someone like you or me who are so lucky yeah. to be in a position where we are not dealing with uh, a, a you know critical illness or, or injury or anything like that right now, or particularly like cancer. Mm -hmm. um, we're, not, we're not in the throes of that. I'd love to talk to some of our friends who who have been through that or who have had close family members go through that and like how does this resonate to them like do they do they experience it in a more visceral or attract is it more attractive to them to think like yes like when my loved one was going through treatments this is what I wanted to see from my hospital yeah yeah exactly Head council, it's jingle time. Genevieve and Andrew, it's Anna from the Greenwood neighborhood of Seattle, and you played another jingle, and it was so cute sounding, and, and not to be thirsty, but here I go again. <laughs> looky, 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 here's the cookie, oh boy, what a treat, with his bright gold label, coconut or oatmeal, that cookie can't be beat, crispy, crunchy, wholesome goodness, sealed in every pack, served as cookies anytime for a mighty tasty snack. Looky, 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 here's that cookies. Oh boy, what a treat. Children love them, always have them. Dad's cookies can't be beat. You know, it kind of reminds me of that song by like Irving somebody, Abramson. Let's misbehave. It, it brings that to mind. Anyway, love the show. Bye.
Dad, of course, Anna in Greenwood, who... Um, Getting some extra credit. Yeah, singing the Dad's Cookies theme I song, the radio that. jingle Dan, from uh, Canada. Anna, you're going to have a whole... Uh, reel from this show you you can put it together and you can go out there and be a jingle singer um, I, that was fantastic I love that jingle and Anna of course is one of the two people who called in and, and answered our challenge of singing the Kmart jingle yes. from the 1960s which was very long and complicated and beautiful and well, so I don't, know if I'd, I don't know if I would say beautiful I love that jingle oh that's why we played it I love that but um, you said anybody who calls in and actually sing gives that gives that Kmart jingle a go you'll send them a little prize Anna and one other person Mike. did that Mike and um, you then and last week gave us an update on these prizes, and we have another update today, right? Yeah, that's right. I uh, put in a bid on eBay on these two little, um, I don't know, probably 1980s uh, era Kmart service award pins. And they're these little, ta- <laughs> sort of hilarious and tacky, but they're they're small. Uh, little, they're small, but like hefty. They're like, hefty, yeah. You know, they're they real, don't feel cheap They're to not me. cheap. They're a little, you know, they don't feel cheap. They're little, um, you know, probably uh, gold-filled uh pins with these little little rhinestones or or semi-precious gems in them and they say Kmart on them they arrived in the mail today I'm so excited uh Anna and Mike you can look for them um uh, to arrive in your mailboxes uh very soon I hope now that dad's cookie jingle should, should we play a little bit of the I mean Anna did such a good job with that I don't even know do we have to play any of the original here's the radio she jingle. hit it perfectly Looky, 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 here's Dad's cookies. Oh boy, what a treat. With a bright gold label, coconut or oatmeal, Dad's cookies can't be beat. Crispy. crispy. So that's what Anna was singing there. Now that reminded another listener of another jingle that we haven't talked about on the show before. Take a listen to this. Hey guys, it's Corinne, and uh, you all played uh, a jingle for some Canadian cookie, Dad's cookies. And I'm sure I'm not the only listener who was immediately reminded of a very similar jingle uh, for uh, Cook's Pest Control. I'm kind of surprised that um, Genevieve didn't mention that company. It's, it, I'm pretty sure it's uh, located in the south or southeastern U.S. But anyway, they have a dumb jingle, and it goes a little like this. <clears throat> Sorry, it's early. I'm going to sound bad. Looky, looky, looky. Here comes Cookie. Cooks. Pest control. So, yeah, really dumb. By the way, my son works for pest con- uh, Cooks Pest Control now, and when he got recognized in some national Cooks magazine, Andrew, I know you love, like, professional publications. Anyway, he, he was, you know, a real big deal. My husband started calling him Cookie, so that's, what he calls them all the time now. All right. I'm feeling dumb. Bye. <laughs> Do you know Cook's Pest Control? You know, it's funny. I hadn't, as soon as I saw Cook's Pest Control on the show sheet here, I thought, Cook's Pest Control. You do know it, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, interesting. I'd forgotten, Corinne, that it is that it starts with that same uh, song lyric and, and really the same song yeah. uh, melody. And Cook's and Cookie. Yeah. I wonder... Um, it, it feels like it can't be completely coincidental. Somebody, mu- I mean, they must have, somebody must have seen, heard the other one first. I guess so. Here's Although a cook and look, you know, yeah, it's like I mean, not just... like you don't have to be a genius to rhyme those two words. Here's a um, Cook's Pest Control commercial. This one is labeled as a throwback, although it doesn't seem that old. Um, it's pretty boilerplate until you get to the end where you hear the jingle. 
Are ants and other pests invading your home? Protect your home with Cook's Pest Control. Cook's uses a proven system that's guaranteed. They begin by controlling pests inside, then maintain a protective barrier outside to help prevent future entry. Regular outside treatments mean your life isn't interrupted by pests or scheduling hassles. Call Cook's. Nobody is more thorough, courteous, or on time. So that's the jingle. Yeah. Now, if you wanted any more evidence that the jingle is iconic in its own way, I found this more recent commercial for Cook's Pest Control. And I just want you to see this, Genevieve, because this is what we call a trip. <laughs> so you see a family and they're sitting on um, the couch. Now, I was I shouldn't even say this because I'm just going to confuse everything with my idiocracy. But um I when I th when this commercial first came on, the establishing shot of the family sitting on the couch um, is such a quick shot that I didn't notice that there's already like a dad figure on the couch because yeah. immediately another guy comes into the room. And at first, I thought this was just the dad acting really weird, and then I realized, no, 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 this is somebody outside the family. This guy who is, spoiler alert, essentially a pest for these people. It okay. almost reminds me a little bit of the, the Geico commercials or something. So this family's trying to live their life. It looks like in this case, you have the teenage daughter, the tween age son and the dad, and they're watching TV. And then this, this pest of a man who comes in, I think like wearing shorts and I'm trying to figure out what it says on his t-shirt. He's wearing a t-shirt that is also like partially covered most of the time, but it's got some big message on it. Um, he just plops down on the couch and starts like digging around the cushions and finds a little piece of popcorn and he's excited about that. Oh, I love this show. What's this? Couch corn. <laughs> okay, now we see the mom. This oh, is I see what his shirt says. Oh, what does it say? It says, I flexed and the sleeves fell off. Oh, yeah, but it's weird. you can't tell that it's a sleeveless shirt because he's got a green um, track jacket over it's it. Such a confusing thing to put in this ad if he's you're gonna a dirt put... bag like yeah they're trying to say only he's a dirt bag but they picked right. a bad thing to put on him which is a shirt that you can't read it but you want to try to read it exactly and it's like you're you know it's supposed to be about pests it's interesting anyway now it's a totally different scene it's the kitchen the mom just made a cake and she's admiring it and then he comes and he like wicks some frosting off of it with his fingers this is actually the funniest part of the commercial here Buttercream. Nice, Carol. It's Karen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he says, Buttercream, nice, Carol. And he kind of nudges her with his elbow hard, and she's like, it's Karen. Now he's in the bathroom, and he's using an you, electric toothbrush. You can tell toothbrush. this commercial hasn't been made that recently because, although it says 2020, yeah. you would think that in this day and age, they would never have a woman you be sure, a Karen yeah. on purpose. Right, because that signifies something else, which I do feel bad for all the Karens of the I world. I feel bad for the Karens of the world, but I didn't invent this problem. Right. Now he's in the bathroom and he's brushing his teeth using one of these family members' electric toothbrush. The boy shows up in the um, doorway, doesn't say anything, but just gives this guy like a hard eye roll. Is this yours? Now he's sitting in the kitchen floor and he's eating the cat food right out of the cat bowl. I mean, he's using his fingers at least. Really? Come on, guys, not the jingle. <laughs> so that's the point I wanted you to hear. So then he hears that jingle and he knows that something bad is about to happen to him and he looks out the window. I really and he like sees that, that ad. The, uh, it's, do you? It's like it's, it's very cheap. 
it's cheaply made, but I actually think the performances are great. Here, I'll give you the button on it then. So he's looking out the window. He's like, oh, come on, guys, not the jingle. And it's funny, like, you never hear the lyrics, right? It's just the music in this one. And then at the very end, he jumps onto the couch again. Come on, guys, not the jingle. He dies at the end. <laughs> he just he points at the screen and says he dies at the end. I like it. I think that it's um it's borrowing some energy from the your cousin from Boston. Oh um, yeah, maybe campaign, a little which are, bit. Yeah. Which is of course Sam Adams and is is much more higher qual is higher quality production values probably better actors too. But I actually like the pest, the guy that they got. He's not bad. Yeah, he's not bad. I like the, I like the wife. Um, it's Karen. Yeah, she does a lot right. with a little. Yeah, I yeah. No, you've turned me. Around. I mean, listen, they don't have all the money in the world, so they're it's, doing the best with what yeah, they got. Yeah, it feels like a regional ad. It's not you know, it's not a national ad, but it's it's better than a lot of ads that I've seen that probably spent more money. And it's also just kind of cool. And again, the point of that being that they don't even have to play the jingle anymore. They can just reference it. And to yeah. have that kind of root yeah, is exactly. pretty powerful. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. Hey, we actually have some more jingles in the pipeline. We just didn't have time to get to them all today. So please continue to send yours in as well. 607-444-5597 is the voicemail number. And just like Maggie, you can also just call and leave us a voicemail reacting to anything you hear on the show. It doesn't have to be a jingle if you're embarrassed to sing. 607-444-5597. Or you can email us at afterthesemessagesshow at gmail or visit us on the Facebook group. We'd love to see you. Oh, yeah. And let us know if you think that that... Um, roommate air freshener ad. Yeah, who's it talking to? Is Do you think that is supposed to be specifically aimed at women or men or Genevieve and I just too or, binary in our thinking about yeah, these things? Yeah, or, or third option. Yeah, because of course in the 80s people really had a lot of nuance in advertising when it came to sexuality. <laughs> Alright everybody. <laughs> we'll talk to you next Tuesday. You'll be